0: Mark Aaron here. The WSB 24-hour breaking news center Is on alert. alert! With immediate breaking news. Severe weather alerts. Traffic, Traffic red alert. alerts. From Cobb to Cherokee. Carroll to Gwinnett. Fulton to Forsyth. And all the rest. All the rest. WSB. WSB. Depend on it. new sean hannity show more behind the scenes information on breaking news and more bold inspired solutions for america now it's time for jamie dupree the most connected man in dc on the sean hannity show all right glad you're with us sean hannity show jamie dupree joins us from washington hey, hey sean how you doing the most connected man in that city how are you sir excellent how about yourself well, good you hear what uh, robert menendez said complaining about obama and this iranian deal I did not. What did he say? Well, last month, if you remember, he said and complained that Obama sounded like he was, quote, taking his talking points from Tehran. Now he's saying that Obama's leaping with both feet to make concessions to Iran. And over the weekend, the AP actually had an article that said, yeah, no, they're going to be able to produce, spin 6,000 centrifuges, produce, produce material for energy science medicine, but also the fissile core of a nuclear weapon. Yeah, the White House tried to push back on that. They
1: didn't go into detail today, but uh, the spokesman on Air Force One told reporters, well, some of the details in that weren't really accurate, but didn't really go into what wasn't accurate. Uh, I think it's safe to say, again, still, even though that Menendez and other Democrats have raised objections about what might be in the deal, they have not taken that next step, which is to jump on board with any Republicans to say, A, no, we're not going to accept the deal, but B, we're going to vote for additional sanctions, which I do believe are still a threat that is going to be there from Republicans after the Congress comes back from the current break. Obviously, uh, everybody waiting to see what's going to happen. I mean, the one thing is, is that the way this has sort of been uh, built up, the deadline of tomorrow, I mean, it's... It's sort of a deadline, but it's sort of not. You could see them announce maybe a an outline of a deal, but then still take a few more months to work
0: out the actual details of what goes into that agreement. Yeah, well, we also read this weekend that the Iranians are now putting last-minute obstacles up in front. They're asking for everything, including you know, the right to do it and keep all the enriched uranium.
1: Yeah, that was floated over the weekend, and obviously that seemed to get a, a you know, the, a, a gigantic furrowing of the brow for many Republicans who say, well, what kind of deal is that? If you're going to allow them to keep some of this uh, enriched uranium, that doesn't do anything to stop them from then possibly putting together a weapon. Uh, again, the, the White House has not really talked about details here. There's been a lot of things mentioned, but, you know, we'll see whether or not we really get any... I guess, list bullet points or anything like that as we get to the deadline on the 31st. Unbelievable. I mean, it's really insane, isn't it? Uh, For now, uh, the the Republicans, it just sort of feels like to me that they will be ready when the Congress is gone this week and next week. And I would think that if there is any deal, quote-unquote, whether it's, you know, we get all the details or just a few and we fill in the blanks, I would certainly look for Republicans to move additional sanctions, economic sanctions, against the Iranians when they get back in April.
0: I think that's definitely going to happen. I also think there's going to be a major PR offensive about the deal. I also think the Obama administration, they were pretty straightforward in telling us they may not even ultimately reveal what's in the deal. Can you imagine that?
1: Uh, Well, as I've said to you, I I couldn't imagine a scenario where a major agency would vote on something and not display it for reporters. But I watched that at the FCC a few weeks ago on net neutrality. So, yeah, I can believe that we might get an agreement and not really know all the details.
0: Yeah, so the president will make a deal with Iran that allows them in the out years to have nuclear weapons. Uh, pretty shocking. I can't believe that there's not more noise in D.C. about this. I know there's been some, but not enough for my liking. I think-
1: No, I, I think that you've heard it from the GOP leadership and from individual Republicans. But, you know, as I always say, Sean, and I know this frustrates you, foreign issues, foreign policy matters
0: are never really at the top until we're in a crisis. Yeah, no, that's true. What is the reaction? I don't know these guys are out of town. By the way, don't you wish you had their vacation schedule? I mean, I'm taking two days around Easter, but short of that, we're getting right back to work, and then uh, I'm sure you're getting back to work, too.
1: You know, it was interesting because a a, a Democratic congressman from uh, the San Diego area by the name of Scott Peters put out a plan late last week that I just stumbled on in which he says that it's time to fix Congress, it's time to get lawmakers to work, and this would be for the House. He wants them to work 39 five-day work weeks. And so I thought to myself, well, that's okay. So that would leave you 13 weeks that the House is not in session. Yeah, 13 weeks not working. So I I went to check on that because we were sort of chuckling about it up here in the press gallery. Geez, 13 weeks not in session. And I looked at the current schedule for this year from the Republicans in charge of the House. Let me
0: guess. It's probably 27
1: weeks not working. 17 weeks in which they would have off. But I don't think there's but maybe one full five-day week that's scheduled there. I mean, we rarely have five day weeks and, and frankly neither part sounds like a years. good
0: job for retirement maybe when i retire i'll become a congressman i mean the basic
1: schedule right now is there's a there's a vote on monday evening in the senate they leave by thursday afternoon There's maybe some votes either Monday or Tuesday evening, and then the House stays till Thursday or Friday, so they do a four-day kind of thing. I get that. I still argue for both parties it would be better to be here more often. Here's one problem, Sean. When you're only holding big hearings on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, there's a limit to how many reporters can really cover And I think a lot of times, it's like, I would give you another example. I don't understand. We were talking about this today in the press gallery. Why on Friday evening are we consistently seeing a lot of news being dropped by Republicans about the Hillary Clinton email situation and more when? Th- things get lost. I got you know, the things...
0: impression that the Friday you show up, was that
1: dumped by Trey Gow- Gowdy? Is that what you suggested Yeah, exactly. And I'm sure they had just gotten that missive from the Clinton lawyer, David Kendall. I would I have waited. That. I get it. Now, but I'm... that's the kind of thing. You wait until 10 a.m. Monday or you release it on Sunday on the talk shows. It has a much different life. I'm telling you, things from either side, if they happen after about 3 o'clock on Friday, they just do not get as much attention. And the same thing with congressional hearings. If everything's jammed into Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, you cannot get as much attention for one of your news stories as
0: if you do it on a Monday or a friday but nobody wants to be here on a monday or a friday what is the feeling there among people about wiping the server clean now what's interesting about this is the timeline because she did it after the october 28 2014 time when when the department of state had first asked for her to return Uh, Those emails. You are correct. But it was before the
1: subpoena that was issued by Republicans. Still, it does raise I mean, come on, it raises suspicions, obviously, for for Republicans, especially they look at it and think, are you kidding? We're just going to take your word. That you gave all the correct emails and all the ones that should have been saved to the State Department. But I can hear the Democrats saying, Well, you know, the State Department asked them for asked Hillary Clinton for the
0: emails that dealt with business stuff and she handed those over, and why keep all the other stuff? But the problem is I bet that this there's something here legally. Now here's what we were just talking to Dennis Prager about this earlier. And you know what they're gonna say, oh five years, fifty million dollars, six years, sixty million dollars, oh, whatever sure. the talking points are. You went after Whitewater, this gate, that gate. And it's just all oh, the Republicans hate Hillary. But the reality is, she did this to for obstruction of justice reasons. This wasn't there to protect. There many who would argue that, the, this that this they wanted
1: to, to avoid any subpoena or right. avoid any uh, well, document that's the case. searches.
0: At anybody at any point thinks that they're going to be that the evidence is going to be requested of them by anybody, they just need to wipe their servers clean and say, "Sorry, I wiped my server clean."
1: Well, I think the one thing that all of this and the the battle over the IRS uh, investigation of the Tea Party groups and more has shown us is that there are holes. In terms of saving documents, I mean, just look at what we discovered. I had no idea that, uh, that what you had to do with the State Department was proactively save things. And Mm -hmm. how did they, what was the best way to save things for the record? By printing out emails. It wasn't even done electronically. That's what Hillary Clinton did, was just print them out and hand them over to the State Department. And they don't have automatic archive. Now, I know a lot of people say, yeah, but wait, you can just grab that server. You can go in and uh, forensic teams can go in and find stuff. Absolutely. Of course, that could happen. The problem here, as we've discussed, is I just don't know how the Congress gets at that server, given it was never a governmental piece of property, but.
0: You we know, we'll have to uh, see. Uh, look, you know and I know, even if they got at the server, the server is wiped clean. Or it's probably not in exist not in existence anymore.
1: Yeah, I mean you could still there's still gotta be some way to retrieve some of this stuff, but after a little while more and more gets totally erased. Even when you hit delete on your computer on uh, your yeah, email, it doesn't But, but they know it that forever. too. And I sure know the do. Clintons.
0: So they got sure rid they of it a- they got rid of the physical server itself. I'm sure it's demolished.
1: Well, That Well, they'll be able to find out and ask her when they bring her in. Uh, Supposedly, there's going to be two hearings with Hillary Clinton at some point this year, one on the Benghazi attacks and her response, and then one about the
0: email situation as well. The U.S. Supreme Court today declined to hear a new challenge to the president's health care law that took aim at the, quote, death panels because it was designed to cut Medicare costs.
1: Yeah, this is on the, uh, as some have called it, the death panel. It's also known as the, what is it, the Independent Payment Advisory Board, IPAB. It's something that was written into the law and actually sort of controversial in both parties, Oh, it's a 15-member government panel. But because they haven't made any decisions, Sean, yet, they, the panel... The the lower courts, I think it was the Ninth Circuit Court. It was the Ninth Circuit in San
0: Francisco. Yeah.
1: They said, look, this this challenge is premature. The Supreme Court today, without any comment, just simply said they're not taking up the case. The group that has spearheaded this, the Goldwater Institute, a conservative group, they put out a statement. They said, look, the case is not dead. We're just in what they labeled a holding pattern. They fully believe that later on. They'll be able to bring a legal action against the iPad, the Independent Advisory Board, but for now, that will not come before the U.S. Supreme Court.
0: What about you? What do you know about these two men dressed as women that tried to ram the gate at the National Security Agency headquarters in, in Fort Meade? Yeah, this may be, um,
1: rather than terrorism or anything like that, it might have been just a wrong turn, wrong place, wrong time. For anybody who's driven by the NSA, which which is located at Fort Meade in Maryland, it's uh, sort of more northern toward Baltimore, but it's in between D.C. and Baltimore. You can get off the road and go in there, but you don't really have a way out. Once you get up to the gate, then they stop you and ask you for I.D., what are you doing here? Just the way it sounded in the description was... These guys might have been in the wrong place at the wrong time. They tried to make a run for it. The NSA people put up the barriers to try to stop them from just making a U-turn and getting out. They ran into a police vehicle, and then uh, police there, security officials, opened fire, killing one of them and maybe wounding the other, at least injuring the other in the in the crash. One police officer was slightly injured from the crash involving these two SUVs. So it doesn't... At first, it seemed like it might be something, but at this point in time, it doesn't seem to be terrorism-related. Did you read
0: the article this weekend? More than 24 journalists, or so-called journalists have left their professions to join the Obama administration. About 30 yeah, is the find total. This,
1: I, I, I find I, I, don't like, I don't like anybody in my profession leaving and going to work for any politician. Um, yeah, it's it's one of the more, more dispiriting things, I think, for a lot of us up here. I mean, here 30,
0: I mean, that's this is no small amount we're talking about here. I mean, everybody from Jay Carney, I mean, Time magazine reporter, went on yep. to work as Biden's communication director before becoming White House press secretary. I mean that is a huge leap. Doesn't that kind of leave you the impression that they probably were in the tank for these people the whole time?
1: It uh, as I always say, the actions of uh, of the no. group do shine on me and others, and I I, I don't think people understand how much hand-wringing it produces amongst us when we, we on sort
0: of the front lines, well, see those things happen. You're, yeah. you're more committed than, I think, the average person, objectivity. but All right, so the U.S. signed an agreement with Mexico, did you know about this, to teach immigrants, illegal immigrants, how to unionize? Really, it was in the Washington Examiner. Federal Where were they government has signed agreements unionize? with Mexico, Ecuador, and the Philippines to establish outreach programs to teach immigrants their rights to engage in labor organizing in the United States. All right. Well, that's a new one on me. Okay. All right. Well, I finally got. By the way, getting Jamie's not not easy to do. What do you got about twenty sixteen? anything else? uh
1: Marco Rubio is supposed to be on uh, Fox News in about 45 minutes. Yeah. Uh, I don't the, the, some of his people have been playing it up. I don't know if he's going to announce that he's going to announce on April the 13th, but all signs seem to be pointing to that day, Monday,
0: April 13th, maybe in the evening. Oh, well, rumors he, next week that Rand Paul will go, and then yeah, the April rumor 7th. And then after that, the week after would be Rubio.
1: Yeah, and then there seems to be more and more of a drumbeat about Hillary Clinton actually making an announcement in April. Of course, these days an announcement of you're running for something might just be a tweet or a video. We saw that today in the Illinois Senate race with Tammy Duckworth, the Democratic oh, congressman, okay. just announcing that. Way, what's the
0: latest with Rom Rombo Deadfish? Any news on his campaign? <laughs> Who's that?
1: Uh, I went it isn't. Uh, I mean, the election is is I want to say next yeah, week, but he's right? supposed to be in trouble. And uh, from the latest I heard, he may not win. Uh, I don't know. I guess we'll see. They've got the, got the well, chance in, uh, in my hometown anything, to figure out who they're going to vote for.
0: That's where you come from.
1: I did live there for a few years as a kid. Yes. Well, I did not. I. Well, I did not know that. I can still name the just about every number uh, uh, player on the 1971 Chicago Blackhawks. Yeah, it's. That's uh, actually not bad. Burned in
0: my memory. I'm yes. pretty impressed. Good for you. I looked like Keith Magnuson at that age. Yes. Keith Magnuson. Wow. And who was your goaltender? Uh, Tony O. You know who I was pulling for? Who? Reggie Leach. There Bobby Clark. Sure. Dave Schultz. The Broad Street Hound Dog Outdog Kelly. Bernie Perrant, oh, and yes. uh, the old Philly Flyers. So that was my team at the time, and I played ice hockey. I was a tough little rowdy brawler myself. I see nothing's changed. Ouch. I Ouch. meant that in a good way. Did you hear that, Jason? I told Jason I could drop him in six seconds. He's annoyed <laughs> every time I say it, now that I do my ninja. All right, Jamie Dupree in see Washington. You, Thank you, sir. 800 sean our number. You want to be a uh, part of the program. Uh, we have Ann Coulter coming up. We have an update with James O'Keefe. He's now infiltrated yet another college that's willing to form a group to help ISIS fighters. Give you an update on that. All right, everybody has, you know, the new smartphones, tablets. You ever go to a family gathering lately? Well, it's time for a new Easter tradition this year, and that is you can gather around the table, play a game with your family, I mean, seriously, a game, a board game, and I know the perfect game that your family's going to love, and it's called Wits and Wagers. It'd be amazing. You just set it up. Next thing you know, people put their gadgets down, forget all about it, and the room is filled with cheers and laughter, and you're creating memories. Now, my wife and family, we play this game, and it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of crazy questions. It's a game where you're not actually supposed to know the answers, so you don't have to worry how smart you are or how dumb you may feel. Everyone makes their best guess, and that's what makes the game so much fun. I'll tell you this. It's the first game I've ever played where everybody loves it. Grandma, grandpa, you can be playing with the youngest kids in the family. I'm going to be playing it over Easter, and you're going to like it too. Wits and Wagers. Lock that name in your memory bank. And the next time you're at Target... You want to stop and get Wits and Wagers, the party game, cleverest game you'll ever play, on sale now at Targets. Remember the name, it's Wits and Wagers, Wits and Wagers.